0: Let's talk about the writer Alfred Fagan. Let's also discuss how Antigua and America are offering chicken and beer if you get vaccinated. What about the former chief superintendent, Palm Sandu stating that racism in the police is worse now than after the McPherson inquiry? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney. And this is Pablo's Podcast Thank you for choosing Pablo's Podcast today Welcome The only wisdom is knowing you know nothing Socrates So this is episode 59 And on this episode I definitely want to give massive thanks Nationally and internationally For national and international listeners um, In the UK, the United States, Canada, Portugal, Netherlands, Antigua and Barbuda, Russia, India, Australia, Greece, Romania, Mexico, United, Emirates, uh, Brazil, Spain, Italy, Japan, Austria, Germany, Belgium, Hungary, Ireland, New Zealand, Sweden and Turkey. And I'm sure I missed out a couple, but those were at the top of the list, you know, so yeah thank you, thank you, thank you I, I didn't think when I started this podcast that anybody would be listening outside of London let alone <laughs> across the world in some of these places so um, I definitely do appreciate you and if I did miss out um, a country who has tuned in it's only because I'm... yeah <laughs> just there's too many but thank you, thank you is the word so um, we've got we're in June now, so we're in June now. Uh, what's the next next major date's coming up? We've got um, World Sickle Cell Awareness Day on the 19th of June and also Father's Day in the UK on the 20th of June. So those are the dates to look at for this month. Um, and, yeah, so also I wanted to... Something that's, that's come up. So, I mean, obviously we're we're coming up to the... A couple. Well, we're a couple of weeks away from one year of Pablo's podcast, which always blows my mind when I think about it. But yeah, one year is coming up. Um, but it's definitely become clear to me that there are some people in the community um, that unfortunately have actively are actively um, attempting to reduce the amount of sharing um, of um, Pablo's podcast um, within social media groups, etc. Um, but I still appreciate them. I still appreciate those people um, but you know they're, they're, obviously there are loads of people, a lot more people that really appreciate the podcast so i would I would ask if you can if you if you find value in the podcast, please share it in the group you know if you've if you 've received it, please share it into whatever groups you 're in, whatever groups you 're part of on whatsapp, Facebook, and all the other platforms um Yeah, just as a show of appreciation. But, yeah, I appreciate appreciate everybody. Good, bad, or indifferent. I really do. I really do. So, yeah, thank you all. So, big highlight for me this weekend, boxing. Um, It's an exhibition match, though. um, Mayweather and Logan Paul, the YouTuber. So, it's not really a competitive fight. But but Logan Paul has been very disrespectful in in the whole build-up to it. So, I'm expecting him to have to pay for that. Even though he's a lot bigger than um than Mayweather. But obviously Mayweather is a, a boxing genius. So I don't think the size or the weight is gonna make any difference. And you know, this is a young man that's just got into boxing. But it's all happening seventh of June. Um in the UK we're we're gonna have to wait until like four o'clock in the morning. So I've I've paid for it already. I'll, I'm gonna maybe I'll stay up for it, but if not I'll be watching it first thing in the morning. So so yeah. I'm really looking forward to that, to be fair. Um, but I think there's only one outcome of that. But I would like to be, I mean, the disrespect that Logan has shown, I would like to see him get knocked out, if I'm really honest. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, so I think, you know, obviously it's got a lot, it's got hot. Um, I was in Cornwall last week and that was beautiful. A really nice place to be. Uh, definitely hidden from us Londoners. Um, well, Londoners in my circles anyway But um, I really, really enjoyed it And I'll definitely be getting back However I I, I heard um, the, the the sound of um, the ice cream van You know, the ice cream van music And it, I had an instant sum, summer flashback To when I was a kid um, And I hadn't had this memory I don't think I've ever had this memory I just remember the moments And, and when it used to happen But I've never thought about it before but um, I had a flashback of when my when the ice cream van used to come and we'd be playing outside on the estate and, you know, the ice cream van would come and then I'd shout up to my mum, like if she could throw some money down for us to, to get some ice creams and stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, she'd run back into... First, you'd have to wait for her to come to the window and then she would have to reply yes or no and then go and get money, and then come back. But all this time, I was under the most stress, looking at her, looking at the van, looking at her, looking at the van, thinking the van's going to leave before she gets this money down. And then she'd throw the money down. If it was coins, you had to sometimes try and look for the coins on the floor if you didn't catch it directly. And if it was a note, you're waiting for it to float down. Yeah, I just had the whole flashback of it. So I thought I'd share that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it really... Um, yeah, it just it just all came back to me. So I thought I'd just add that in there. Um, so um, this week is the beginning of Coventry. Well, Coventry was nominated for the UK's City of Culture 2021. It starts today be, uh well, today being the, this is recorded on the 5th of June. So, so yeah, there's, I mean, obviously they're restricted because of COVID and whatnot, but you can watch it live On coventry2021.online and there's a link in there to go to YouTube and so you can watch it live because they'll be doing events throughout the whole of 2021, basically. Um, And they're basically saying to people, you know, stay at home, watch it on on TV. Um, They're going through the city and just various things. So it's definitely worth having a look, you know, I mean, I I didn't know too much about um, Coventry. I think the only thing I know about is Pauline Black, um, She's a singer. For, is it from the Selectors or two, the Two-Tone Movement? Um, the kind, Yeah, that Two-Tone Movement. But I remember her, Pauline Black. But, yeah, I think she had part to do with it as well. I think she actually opened it, in fact. Um, she started it off. But, yeah, so definitely check out Coventry online in regards to that. And then next year, we've got the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. Um 2022 which is going to be great for everybody because we get an extra four day bank holiday weekend from the 2nd of June to the 5th of June which is excellent you know can never get too much, too many holidays um and yeah for people that are working that would be a paid holiday as well bank holiday so yeah that is definitely a bonus um but yeah they're going to have like 5000 um pageant they're going to have a pageant with like 5000 performers rather um live concert at the palace um a party and you know there's going to be loads of things i'm sure loads of things to be announced but um it's basically to mark the queen's 70 year reign. um it, i think she's the first person to reach that mark milestone i think but the actual date she reaches that milestone is um the 6th of february but they always push these things a little bit forward into the year to kind of Guaranteed better weather, or, or hope they have better weather. So, so, yeah, hence why it's going to be in June rather than February. But, yeah, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that piece of history. Piece of history. Platinum Jubilee. So, yeah. Um, so, somebody I found out about today was um, Alfred Fagan. Um, he died in 1986, but he was an actor and a writer, and he wrote The Death of a Black Man. Never heard of this prior to this. Um, he's he's basically known through um, his award, an award um, in his name, basically the Alfred Fagan Award. It must be, um, and it's basically an award that's given to black playwrights. Um, but yeah, he's, he had a TV career, various roles, BBC dramas, etc. But in 1975, he created his own play. One of one of a few um, a free character play called Death of a Black Man, and it was put on in Hampstead Hampstead Theatre in London, and now it's about to be performed again in the same theatre. So yeah, so this is this is I, I mean I, I love getting to the theatre. Obviously, nobody's been getting to the theatre because of the pandemic and that. But um, it's good to see that things are opening up a bit. Um, I'm not sure what the how it's going to. You know what restrictions there'll be, but I, I, I might buy a ticket for this for sure. I might buy a ticket for this. But he, sadly, he when he died, he, um, he died of a heart attack, at age forty nine. But he, the police, and um, failed to identify him, so he ended up um, getting a pauper's funeral, which is really unfortunate, and the, the family were obviously really upset about that. But, um, but yeah, but he's, his name lives on. You know, I now know about him. You now know about him. So. So, yeah, so death of a black man um, at the Hampstead Theatre in London, and it goes on until the tenth of July this year, so if you 're free available, um, go and check that out. I might see you there. So the other date we're waiting for I should have said that at the beginning as well we're um the twenty first is coming up it's coming closer and closer, but obviously we've got the fourteenth of June where they're going to tell us the new changes based on all of the new corona-type stuff that's gone on since they put those dates together. So I think it's going to be a, a different kind of um, unlocking down or and whatnot. It's not going to be what they expected, I don't think, unfortunately. But I hope I'm wrong. I do. Um, also, the UK has approved the Pfizer jab for 12- and 15-year-olds. So that's something we're going to have to contend with in the coming weeks um the 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 vaccine committee will they they haven't fully decided yet so they they're going to decide if if children should have it so they've approved it so they can actually give them but then it's for the vaccine committee to decide whether children should have it um so yeah very very controversial i mean yeah i mean yeah 12 years old that's that's well it's, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of people are going to be fine with it, but a lot of people are going to not be fine with it. It's, 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 yeah, yeah. times are moving, times are moving. But, you know, we're trying to get ahead of this, this vir- these variants and stuff. And, you know, we've just dealt with this, well, not dealt with, we are dealing with the Indian variant. And now the Indian variant seems to be the most dominant strain in the UK. Um, passing the the original Kent variant, so and it's also been been said that it's got a higher hospital hospitalisation, not not higher deaths, but higher hospitalisation, which can clog up the system. And you know we're, we're really going to have to see how that pans out. But there there is talk of this n- next variant called um, the Nepal variant, and this is why Portugal has been removed off the green list. But the WHO the World Health Organization haven't um officially um confirmed that this is a variant of concern or anything like that so we just have to kind of watch this space and see if it has mutated again and what are the implications of that but yeah but it's not official at this point but it is something that's being banded around um And the WHO also they've also decided to change the names of the variants. Instead of saying like the the African variant or the the Kent variant, um, they've decided to use Greek letters to refer refer to the variants um, when they were first detected in in countries like the UK, etc. So um, I think so the Kent variant we call the Alpha variant. The South African variant we call Beta. Um, the Indian variant would now be called Delta. So if you're wondering why you're hearing these other words in it, they've, they've done that. But it's basically to make discussions, simplified discussions around it. Um, but funny enough, um, earlier this month, the Indian government did criticise um, the naming of the variant, obviously, Calling it the um, Indian variant, etc. So they they saw the negative implications of a you know a disease you know being representing the whole the, their whole um, country, which I think is 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 a fair point you know um, and good good for them for pointing it out you know um, yeah good for them for pointing it out so yeah so we, they'll be we'll be changing up the language around that language is powerful so you know yeah I, I think they. are They've done the right thing by that. But um, what what made me chuckle, though, this this week? Um, I mean, I've actually found out about this maybe two weeks ago, but I, 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 I neglected to put it down on the podcast. But um, this still makes me chuckle. So the Prime Minister of Antigua um, may soon offer uh, Antiguan's KFC for for um taking the jab as an incentive to take the, the the vaccine um so prime minister that's prime minister um gaston brown so um yeah chicken chicken for <laughs> chicken for the for taking the vaccine you, you couldn't make it up he basically said he's exploring the options of giving um a bargain bucket um for people's first covid jab and you know, I mean, at the moment they they are they are already doing like fifty pound food vouchers and um, fifty pound gas vouchers. You know, but I, I mean that that bit's not so funny. But Kentucky Fried Chicken, a, a bargain bucket, wow. But um, but not to be outdone, Joe Biden's offering free beer um, and free childcare. They're considering various different things. Um, Basically, they because they 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 targets by July the fourth Independence Day. they want to have seventy percent of the America and vaccinated. So they're considering these incentives as well. So, so yeah, like like I said, free childcare um, for major childcare providers um, for parents and caregivers, um, and they're also looking at barber shops and beauty salons and seeing how they can work some initiatives. Um, for the black, black owners of those establishments um, to encourage people to get vaccinated. So, so yeah, chicken and beer and childcare. So it rhymes as well. But, yeah, so that's, that's interesting. I wonder if England's going to follow suit with Nando's and stuff like that. But, yes, so sadly, um, this week, as far as um, young people and youth violence is there's been like multiple um, stabbing videos going around on social media and it's just been horrific this week. This week has been, yeah, not, not, not good. And people really need to, um, I mean, whenever I get these, I've spoken about this many times before, when, when I get these things, when, most things I get, I, they're not things that I will forward on, you know. And, but, you know, it, it just amazes me how many people do forward them on. You know, and you you, they, you don't consider who is seeing these things, and these things do go back round, and you know the victims, the family of the victims do end up seeing these things. So people need to think; they need to think. Um, but yes, so sadly, um, D, D. John Reed um, died on Banco Le Monday, thirty first of March. Um, he was stabbed in King's Landing area of Birmingham. Um the police um believe he was it was racially motivated, he was racially abused before the attack. Um a thirteen year old boy has been detained um in Warsaw and a fourteen year old boy also uh some men also, a thirty-three year old man, a thirty-eight year old man and a thirty 35- five and a thirty six year old surrendered themselves to a police station in West Midlands as well. So, yeah. You know, it's, it's just so sad. It's just so sad. And My, my thoughts and prayers go out to, to the family of D, D. John Reed. It's really sad. It's, you know, the, the whole racial bit, you know, being chased down like that and, and using his, losing his life. Um, and in London, um, Mon, Montrose uh, Park in Edgware, same day, Banco Monday, the 31st, 18-year-old man found dead in the tennis court. Um the police have to date have arrested ten um ten people, um all males, all in their teens, on suspicious of various offences, including um affray and murder. So yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to that eighteen year old as well. Really, really sad. And um yeah, some we, we 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 all just have to do something. I, I I don't know. I don't think anybody knows what the answer is, but you know, we're talking about, I mean, if you just look at the videos, you're talking about our children. This is, you know, these these are not, you know, most of these children have parents. They're going home to their parents. So we need to be speaking. If everybody speaks to their child about this stuff, if everybody speaks to their child and, and has regular conversations about things and, and, and monitors what, what their child's doing, I, I think that will help. I think it will help because, like I said, these are children. You know, a lot of these are children. And, yeah, a lot of them are children. They've got parents at home. So, yeah, we need to start doing a bit more. Yeah, really sad, though. So, um, Ollie Robinson, um, the cricketer, he's come under fire for some tweets from 2012 and 2013 twenty seven year old um Robinson he basically was ma- he was making his um England debut at Lords but obviously these tweets they they don't go nowhere they they're always there so they've come back and yeah he's he said he's embarrassed you know the the racial content that was in these tweets he said he's embarrassed and ashamed but yeah um he he, he decided to tweet these things i mean People are getting away with a lot of these tweets at this time. You know, we, we spoke about Marcus Rashford having to deal with things like this. And, and you know, obviously, he, he, this Ollie Robinson, didn't ha- didn't realise that these would come back to warn him, you know. So, yeah, he just has to deal with it, I suppose. He has to deal with it. So, um, uh, what was her name? Uh, a former chief in superintendent, Palm um Sandhu. She has basically recently spoken about um racism in the police is worse now than um after the McPherson inquiry. Um which is which is really interesting coming from a, a former chief superintendent. Um she I think she she resigned in twenty nineteen. Yeah twenty nineteen she resigned but she said basically she's she's gone on record saying that um they've gone backwards the police has gone backwards under the leadership of Commissioner Dame Cressida Dick. So, you kind of hear it from the horse's mouth. Um, yeah, I mean it's just about fixing things. You know, if once you once you accept that there's a problem, then you can fix it. But if you don't accept there's a problem, then you can't fix it, and it, it just it will just be there. So, hopefully, um, somebody people start to reflect and look into these things. You know, because that's like I said, that's coming from internal. Yeah. Um, also, in Nigeria, unfortunately, more school abductions. Um, officials said that um, gunmen have kidnapped many students from an Islamic school in Nigeria in um, Tijana on Sunday. It happened. Um, they're not. They don't know how many young children at the moment. There's but there's about 150 to 200 uh, students missing but they're not ex- they're not 100% sure on the exact numbers um, but yeah these these abductions seem to be carried out more and more regular, you know um in the northern states of nigeria and i I've, I've spoken about it a few times already um, yeah really sad and i hope i hope these you know these young people are found and you know they they unharmed and they get home but Nigeria definitely needs to get on top of this situation because it's like every couple of months we're hearing stuff like this and so yeah things need to be done so uh rapper 9s um has been arrested um his real name's Courtney feckleton um yeah he's recently been arrested on various drug drug offenses um And this is coming off of a really good uh, last year. Last year, he had a really good year, you know, as far as music's concerned. You know, his album went to number one in the UK. He beat Katy Perry, Metallica. Um, So, yeah, it's it's really unfortunate to hear that he's now in this situation. Um, But, yeah, he... And also in 2019, the year before. So he went from having quite a bad year to a really good year, and now this is a going to be a bad year for him now but yeah in 2019 he he was stabbed um near where he grew up in northwest london but yeah at the moment he's dealing with conspiracy charges um to import um controlled class b drugs intent to invade um prohibition uh, conspiracy to supply class a controlled drugs conspiracy to con to um, supply class b um conspiracy to conceal, disguise and convert and transfer or remove criminal property. So a lot of conspiracy charges. Um, So, you know, these are not light charges. But, um, yeah, I mean, really unfortunate for music fans, especially because, you know, he's like one of the most prolific UK rappers. You know, he's got a lot of fans. um, He's got a really good body of work. So, but yeah, we'll have to see how that all pans out for him as well. I'm sure we'll hear more about it as, as things happen, but I think he's in court this week in regards to that. Um, but also in regards to other crime, um, there's reports of a corrupt police, um, a, 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 a corrupt police officer, Mohammed Malik, and Mohammed Innis. Um, basically they were selling um, sensitive information from the police system to organised gang members. Um, and if he's... Been, well, Mohamed Malik's been jailed for 28 months, off the back of that. Um, and he... Th- these these officers were from the Greater Manchester Police as well, I should say. Um, but, yeah, his co-conspirator, Mohammed Innes, was also conf- convicted of a number of offences, including conspiracy to commit and misconduct in a public office so yeah um so the, there's there's crime on the streets and there's crime behind closed doors as well um and i mean obviously you, don't, you wouldn't hear you generally don't hear too much about the the crimes that happen within the police establishments and stuff but and i can kind of understand why because you know it it helps people to lose confidence in the police, especially if they don't have confidence in the police already. But the truth is, you get good police and you get bad police. You know, you get good rappers, you get bad rappers. You get good, you know, you get good and bad in all walks of life. And um, it's just about balance, I suppose. You know, and that's 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 what we really want. You know, we we, we need to know what's going on, good, bad, or indifferent. Um, but on the other side of the pond in America, um, and the NFL, um, National Football League, um, has promised it will no longer settle concussion lawsuits using race-based formulas um, that assume black players have a lower cognitive function. I can't even believe that this is a thing, you know, that they actually have been using formulas to work out whatever they're working at, that assume that black players have lower cognitive function than the white players. How ridiculous is that in 2021? But it happens and it's still happening. So, um, so yeah, uh, so basically there's, there's been obviously with the, um, the head injuries and the concussions and things like that. Um, in a nutshell, if you're black, it was harder to push the case because you're, you wasn't seen to have too much brains i suppose and too much intelligence cognitive functioning prior anyway so it was harder to for you to claim for of the back of it um but this this these programs this uh, what do they call it race norming is known it's basically it's known as race norming um, and it assumes the average player average black player has a lower level um, of cognitive function than white players um, and the test, the cognitive test, kind of uh, show that. Um, it was first first used roughly 40 years ago, they say, about 40 years ago. Um, uh, I think it's part of a racial aptitude um, test. Um, and in the early 90s, a neurologist, um, Robert Henton, developed a system for making race-based adjustments um, in cognitive tests. So... Yeah, um, I'm I'm just dumbfounded that it's it's something that hasn't been addressed already and, and and wiped out. I'm surprised we're kind of talking about it in 2021, but at least they're talking about it, and at least it's it's going to be sorted out and you know, well, not swept under the carpet, but people will start to get the the just deserves. You know, people diagnosed with these head long-term head injuries. Um, and it won't be down to colour or ethnicity or anything like that. It'll be just down to a human being that used to play NFL football and he's got head injuries and it's caused dementia or any other cognitive or brain disorder. Um, and they'll get the support that they're supposed to get or compensation they're supposed to get. So, yeah. Um, on the Sticking on the sports note, um, Naomi Osaka, um, she's obviously withdrawn now from the french open um she pulled out after they threatened her with expulsion for saying that she's not going to talk to the media because of her mental health which i think is a bit strong you know she it wasn't like she was just being defiant she's you know she said it was to keep her sanity you know um but yeah they threatened her with expulsion um and as a result of that she she's she's just totally withdrawn you know she's, she's withdrawn from it um She's spoken in her tweets, spoken about suffering with long bouts of depression since um, winning her first Grand Slam title in 2018. So, she's obviously she's been dealing with it a long time. Chances are she was dealing with it before success. Um, but yeah, uh, my, my thoughts and prayers go out to her for sure. Um, it just goes to show, you know, she's she's like the second most best paid um, sports personality in the world, and you know, seemingly has everything. But, you know, if you if you haven't got your mental health, the money doesn't mean anything. So it's kinda of word to the wise, we all need to look out for our mental health and make sure we're right mentally and speak to somebody. You know, don't be afraid to speak out. You know, and I think that's that's one of the good things of you know, people that are in the public eye like that, speaking about things like that. It just lets everybody know when you're not feeling right, you know, and you you, you feel like something's not right in your thoughts and your feelings and you, you know, it is about speaking to people It is about speaking out, you know, the worst thing you can do is keep it to yourself. The absolute worst thing. So, um, something else I found out this week was about, um, a disease that I'd never heard of Stephen Johnson syndrome, which kills one in 10, sorry, not one in 10, one in three people. Um, and because, of the way how medical people are, treat, uh, are um, trained, they, the pictures, the images that they see in regards to what they're studying, they're, basically they're always, well generally, they're of white coloured um, people. So when you see it, when they, when they learn about skin infections or um, dis- disorders involved with skin, and they're, you're always seeing images of it on white skin, when you see it on a darker skin, a black skin or brown skin, they find it hard to diagnose, so the story I was reading up on was about a black girl who had Stephen John's syndrome, and you know she wasn't diagnosed till really late, you know um, and obviously she could it could have been fatal for her um but yeah, they couldn't diagnose it so i, I yeah i mean we've I've kind of spoken about this this stuff before, you know the the, the way how things don't get diagnosed because the thoughts about black people and pain, that was one of the things we spoke about before. But yeah, also the colour of the skin, because if you, if, you've never, if you don't know black skin, you know, you don't know, obviously it doesn't, ailments sh- don't show the same on darker skin. So, but if you haven't seen that, if you haven't learnt about that, then it's going to be hard for you to diagnose. So a medical student, Malone McWendy, I think i Muck Wendy, I hope I've pronounced that right. He created a book, basically a handbook, Mind the Gap handbook, highlighting the various conditions on non-white skin. So he's got images of all of the various diseases, um, skin diseases that that we get as human beings, but on black skin so that med- medical people can see the difference. Um, and I'm really happy to say, like, you know, the northeast London ambulance services have taken it on, London Ambulance Service has taken on certain GPs use it as well and it's it's the first handbook of its kind you know which is amazing to be fair like you know for how long people have been uh, writing medical books and this is the first time somebody's put together a book dealing with this side of things but I've had a look at the book and it's, it's really 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 informative really informative so hats off to Hats off to um, Malone for, for putting that book together as a, as a student, medical student as well. Definitely salute to you. So we're in June, so we've got, we've got another full moon coming up on the 24th of June. Um, I think that one they call a strawberry moon. So hopefully, you know, if you're into photography or astrology or into stargazing that'll be a date for you to look out for and also this this month we have the longest day of the year the um so basically you get the most daylight in that day and the most hours of um yeah the most daylight basically and that's the 21st of June so good day to have a I don't know barbecue outside outside party because it's going to be light for extra long so and that's basically the summer solstice they call that as well um also, um, I think yeah, I spoke about it last week about the UFOs and the UAPs' report from the American government. Um, so they've, they've finished their report and basically no evidence of any alien activity, but it doesn't rule it out. So to me, that's, that, that's what we always thought before. So it hasn't really brought up anything new, which was um, a bit of a damp squib. I think they call it but yeah so that was a bit of a non-story <laughs> really um but yeah I t- something i well i didn't find this out i i, I first heard about this in i think it's 2020 the beginning of 2020 like the 20 late 2019 into 2020 um about uh mercury retrograde and things like that um which I find very interesting i've not never been into like the astrology and the stars and star signs and stuff, but i I've had a few conversations over the past week that have allowed me to explore it a little bit more um so from what what I can see is um well basically you've got a period of time like now, which is between the twenty may the twenty ninth and june the twenty second which is a period of time when they say Mercury is in retrograde. And you you have three of these periods through the year. So there was one in January, around January, uh, what was it? January, yeah, January the 30th to February the 20th. And then you have a gap, and then you have the 29th of May to the 22nd of June, and then there's a gap. And then the next one after that is September the 27th to October the 17th. So, but what? from what i understand this mercury retrograde is when the when mercury in the sky appears to be traveling backwards across the sky basically so that's what they call mer- mercury retrograde um and traditionally it's connected to and associated to confusion delay um frustration um and it's also said that um, intuition is, is at a high during those periods of time. So, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's been a lot of things happening around me that have made me think, well, the, the things were happening and then this conversation about Mercury retrograde come up and then it just so happens we're in this Mercury retrograde, which, like I said, is connected to confusion, delay, frustration. And I've seen a lot of that. With people around me, so yeah, and I don't believe in coincidences as well. So yeah, I'll, I'll be—I might have to look into this retrograde thing a bit more. So, um, in regards to the ah, oh, there was something I there's a website which I am going to. I probably will speak about this site a bit more um, on the next podcast. But it's a site that deals with universities and colleges um, dealing with um, reporting anonymously. Reporting anonymously if you're dealing with um, any kind of abuse, any kind of microaggression, things like that. The website's called cultureshift.co.uk. So it's culture-shift.co.uk. I'll probably speak a bit more about that um, on the next podcast, but um, really interesting what what they're doing. And I I think it's a a real good idea, to be fair. Um, You need more things like that. But yeah, I'll I'll probably speak about that in the next one. So, um, yes, so the weekly crypto roundup. So as I always say, I'm definitely not a financial advisor and I am definitely not giving financial advice. Just you know, wrapping up the the last week of this highly volatile and interesting, and sometimes funny, um, asset class, which they call cryptocurrency, and also NFTs and blockchain, etc. But um, Elon Musk always uh, seems to feature in this whole crypto world. Um, He's tweeting again um, some ambiguous tweets. Um, which basically have affected the the price of Bitcoin, um, as as it, as it does. Whenever this guy tweets about Bitcoin and Dogecoin and stuff like that, it just affects the price. So, so yeah, he, he's been doing that. I mean, if you check out his his Twitter page, you'll see the the various tweets. Um, what else has happened this week? So, also with um, Dogecoin is also now on Coinbase. Um, usually when, when coins go on to Doge, uh, Coinbase, they usually go up. They usually have like a, a spike. But with Dogecoin, it didn't actually have that immediate effect. Um, obviously, that may change over time. It may even have changed by the time you hear this. Like I said, the cryptocurrency world is very volatile. You know, things can change second to second. Um, but there's been about between March the 12th and like June the 9th, Elon Musk's He must have put out about nine tweets that have, you know, that the market Bitcoin has reacted to. So his tweets are to be um, considered, I I would say, to be considered at the the least um, when it comes to this this asset class, for sure. Um, Google's about to um, uh, allow adverts for crypto exchanges and crypto and wallets as well. Um, on their platform so that's going to be starting in august the 3rd um, and basically offers offers so people will be able to advertise on there and target um, people in the u.s i think it's just for the u.s at this point but obviously that will spread over time and also there's a uh, an event coming up called um dodge palooza 2021 and basically it's an event bringing the dodge community because you know it's, it's a bit cultish you know, the way people are around Dogecoin. Um but yeah, it's bringing all the Dogecoin community together. Um and yeah, they're gonna I don't know, celebrate it, doing events, music, performances and all kinds of things. Um yeah, so if you if you're if you're a Dogecoin fanatic, um look up that Dodge Palooza. Might be somewhere you wanna go. Um but again, Elon Elon Musk tweeted on it. Um, and he, he was like, what did he say? It sounds kind of fun. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there, see if that affects the, um, the price in any way. Um, and also um, Iran, Iran's um, banning um, crypto mining there as well. That's something that's happened this week. Um, in regards to NFTs, um, their, the, their sales have gone down 90% since their peak in May may this year so it's not even been a long time it's uh, the peak this yeah last month but gone down 90 percent. but to be fair in this in this crypto crypto world you know you could be down one day and you could be up the next day so it's an absolute roller coaster but yeah so that's the crypto roundup for this week like i always say um you know i think this is a time you know with what the world's going through what we're all going through as individuals it's definitely a time to get up to speed with our final i financial iq you know read up look into, invest invest where you can and, and with what you can afford as well um and just look at various ways of, of you know supporting yourself i mean especially in, in the uk we've We've got this whole brexit thing that we we ain't really heard too much about yet but there's going to be some implications for that for all of us um in the near future so you know we, we we do need to make sure that we are financially sound in whatever way we can so in any downtime you get it's definitely worth spending some of that um upskilling yourself with your financial iq so yeah definitely something to look into um in nigeria though they they are now suspending um, Twitter operations in the country indefinitely. So the ban is because they um, are feeling like the, the, the platform's activities are capable of un- undermining Nigeria's existence, corporate existence rather. Um, so yeah, so the Prime Minister, the powers that be, um, are disbanding it. Um, I think it's, it's come a few days after President... Um, Mamoudo um, Boyuhari was removed um, for breaching some, some of the rules on the site. So maybe maybe that's, well, I'm sure that I played a part to it. I'm sure that I played a part to it. But yeah, so it's going to be banned in, in Nigeria. Um, all at the same time, Twitter are also launching something called Twitter Blue, where it's a subscri- subscription service. Um, and it's going to be launched in Australia and Canada on Thursday, um, and people will be able to pay for extra services um, like being able to undo tweets, undo tweet button, bookmarks, um, reader mode, and things like that. So, so they're trying it out in those countries and seeing what people like, what people don't like, and, and probably um, push it out to the rest of the world. So, look out for the changes on Twitter. I, I'm not well. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I, I, most people I know don't really use Twitter. Um, most, not, I would, no, that'd be wrong to say that. It's a certain circle of people that use Twitter. Not not everybody uses it. I, I, I've noticed, um, but yeah, but it's one of those platforms. So, um, but somebody who won't be using Facebook anytime soon is Mr. Trump because he's he's now officially been suspended for two years and then they'll review it then so um we won't be hearing from old donald for a while we ain't heard from him for a long time i haven't even seen him on tv but um i'm sure he's up to some stuff and we'll we'll probably hear i think we'll hear it from him before before the two years but yeah he's officially banned for two years so a show that i haven't been able to watch yet but i will definitely get around to watch it because i don't know much about and Boleyn. I remember hearing about her at school, and I can't really remember what it was all about. I just know it was old English history stuff. But they've got um, a black actress playing um, Anne Boleyn, um, Miss Jodie Turner Smith. But she's but as you would have thought, she's come under loads of criticism, um, even though uh, that. Uh, British-Indian actress, um, Mare- Marelle O'Boran, O'Boran um, played um, the Tudor Queen in the past. Um, so she's not the first woman of colour to play this role, but she's catching some flack for it at the moment. Um, but yeah, it's on Channel 5. I think it's... A, there's, it's I don't know how many um, episodes there are, but yeah, I'll definitely be looking to see what that's all about and get the little history lesson. I do like history, regardless of what period it is and, and who it's about. So I'll definitely get up to speed with that. Probably be able to help my kids with their history homework when that comes around after watching that. So, yeah, but as I said earlier about the, the book, um, Mind the Gap, Mind the Gap Handbook, um, in regards to um, black and brown skin colour, um, you can't, the only place I've seen that you can get this book is on their website, which is Black and Brown skincolour.co.uk. So if you want to, I think you can actually look at it on that site. I don't even know if, I'm not even sure if you can actually buy it there. You must be able to buy it there. But I know you can see pages of it on there. Um, What I found was really good though, was there's a section on there where they've they've broken down the different um, body parts. So like legs, arms, head, torso, whatever. And then got various um, pictures of various ailments all on black and brown skin, which is really good. So that that can obviously help, you know, that can definitely help us. That can help the GPs and medical people. But, yeah, so it's definitely worth having a look at that website. And, again, hats off to um, Malone McQuende for um, putting that book together, Mind the Gap Handbook. Like I said, it's at blackandbrownskin.co.uk. So, um, you know, the weather's been amazing, absolutely amazing. Um, we had a couple of couple of bad days, I think at the beginning, a couple of wet days, but it's it's all right. When it's either side of it is hot and sunny, It's it just serves to cool us down, I suppose. But, yeah, it's been really nice. Um, I'm so glad summer's here. Looking forward to, you know, just getting in the garden, getting to beaches, just, you know not wearing too many too many layers of clothes and things like that so yeah really looking forward to it and yeah looking forward to the first year anniversary of Pablo's podcast definitely looking forward to that so yeah that's on father's day the 20th of June so um yeah there'll be new new merchandise available um etc this month and like I've said before we're coming to the end of the the last line that's on there. So if you want to get any of those other bits that are on there at the moment, um, now's the time to do that because they won't be on there much longer. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today and hopefully you can join me in the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.